Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 346. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we really build up for a little announcement about an official Fake the Nation surprise. I'm your host, Akeed Farsad, and stay tuned, because I totally have an announcement. I'm doing that thing they do in reality TV shows where they announce the announcement a hundred times before like three commercial breaks. So that's what's happening today. We're going to make that announcement, but we're also going to talk about everyone's favorite Fox News. We'll make the case for hanging out. And finally, we will dip into the cultural grab bag to find something called quiet hiring. Today, oh, the panel today, folks, what an exciting panel of just... Um, some of the most astute comedians around. That's what we do. We, I say, astute comedians. And uh, and Andrew says, uh, no problem. And he rounds them up. And that, that's how this show comes together. Um, joining us, um, he's been on the show before. You've loved him. And I got to be honest, he has more facial hair today. But I don't, and it might affect his voice. Let's see. You, it might affect how you hear him. <laughs> just, just so you know, if you hear a difference. It's the facial hair, which looks quite fetching, by the way. Uh, it, he is a comedian. He is host of the Downside Podcast. He is the wonderful Gianmarco Soresi. Hey, Gianmarco. Hello. Happy to be here. 
<laughs> no, Seed hasn't changed his voice at all. So there, it's the same. Um, and we are also joined by, um, and this is, I believe, his first time on the show. We're so excited to have him on. He's got a special on YouTube called Doug. Um, he's also on tour, and you can find out all of his tour dates at mattbronger.com. The website is thusly titled because it is the wonderful Matt Bronger. Hey! Hey, what's happening? How are you guys? Oh my God, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And before uh, we get into it, I just want to remind listeners that if they go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad, they can get uh, bonus episodes of the show by um, subscribing. For example, we just put out a bonus with John Fugelsang and Andrea Coleman where we talked about getting out of a rut. Uh, let me tell you, if you want to learn about getting out of a rut, you want to learn about it from comedians. Um, because all we do is get into ruts and then out of them. Uh, would you say that's an accurate assessment of comedy life? I haven't gotten out of it yet, but okay. I uh, <laughs> definitely am. Yeah, I mean, one, yes. leave a rut. Yeah. <laughs> So if you want to hear about the doldrums of constantly being in a rut, <laughs> subscribe to patreon.com slash Nikki and You can support the show. Thank you so much to everyone who does support the show. I am just, uh, I blush even thinking about all of you. Now let us get into it with topic number one. So if you didn't catch this, <laughs> during the 2020 elections, Fox News was talking mad shit about how the Dominion voting machines um, were engaging in voter fraud. Uh, they just talked about Dominion ad nauseum um, during that time. Dominion did not take this lying down and decided to sue Fox News in a $1.6 billion suit for defamation. Um because, as we all now know, there was actually no voter fraud or machine hacking of any kind. And now there has been a treasure trove of deeply hilarious texts and emails between Fox News hosts and higher ups about the entire thing. Um, and I couldn't help but talk about it. So we decided to talk about it. And then moments after I send the email that, OK, let's talk about Tucker Carlson and his fun emails. We then got an, uh, just a bonus that Rupert Murdoch um, gave testimony um, saying that, yes, Fox News was endorsing the the incorrect um, conspiracy theories that the election was stol stolen. And uh, it was just a crazy testimony of a very old man basically admitting to wrongdoing. I don't know. I'm like, I'm just sort of like, have they not won this case already? But let's, <laughs> let's, okay, let's get into it. I'll, 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 um, I'll start with one of the kind of, um, text messages that came out last week. So th this is the backdrop. So when Fox News called Arizona for Biden, viewers were pissed because they didn't want to hear about that. So they started abandoning Fox News for Newsmax. Okay. I, it, I feel like, am I, if, am I, torturing either of you by bringing you back to this moment in history <laughs> no you're you're preparing us for the next election i think if anything i mean, so it's I mean warm up this was kind of a beam of sunlight for me where they just kind of <laughs> like it all kind of all, the 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 money bag cut open and all the notes fell out and yeah. we saw so much so many <laughs> totally. receipts so totally. yeah no, I'm, good. I'm good okay so what carl so carlson said when that started happening they started losing viewers he said we worked really hard to build what we have it enrages me that they're basically that they're leaving but at the same time he thought the election fraud claims were ridiculous and he was very clear about that in multiple text messages and then he went on to so he said in private communications yeah yeah, these claims are ludicrous. There was nothing wrong with the elections. But then he couldn't stop saying on his show um, that there might have been something wrong with the elections. Um, in fact, he said to one of his producers, 
this sharp this software shit is absurd that's specifically talking about dominion um the producer said to him i don't think there's evidence of voter fraud that swung the election i mean that's pretty fucking clear then um but then that night carlson literally said we don't know i mean we have to find out so tell me how are you how are how are these uh, how is all this landing for you guys i listen they're they're not going to win the case. There's no way. Unfortunately, this is not the way the world works. And it's too much money. The Dominion wants what? What is it? One point six billion dollars. Yes, this it's a is, lot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they lose money. They made way more than that. You, we need to change our punishments for this kind of stuff because it doesn't matter that they sent it in text messages. No one's going. Their their base isn't going to believe it. The punishment needs to be. Either like on, you know, a carton of cigarettes, you have like a warning label that they have to add that warning label onto the screen whenever they broadcast from Fox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like just mm -hmm. so you know, like a text message countering what they said or Tucker Carlson, all these people, they have to be forced on air to read their text messages out loud. That doesn't feel like too inhumane a punishment. Who cares about the money? They're rich. One point six billion. They'll still survive. Mm -hmm. So that's my that's my thing where I just don't feel any hope and uh, liberals and Democrats will go, yay, they paid a little bit of money. How rich is Rupert Murdoch? He could pay that bill himself and still yeah. buy a nicer coffin than our homes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with John Marco. And also, I mean, just, just to add, you know, it, it's wild that they made that decision to go, all right, let's just, let's just lie. Let's just lie because we're losing money. We have to lie even more, you know. All right, we 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 went truthful at one point and it didn't. We lost all these viewers to the to what what are basically their splinter groups that like you know uh, whatever America First and all those other ones. Um, but I just I look at it this way: Fox quote unquote news always hides behind the thing of like it's free speech. We can lie because we're entertainment. We're not really a news network. We're entertainment, and I feel like just like that one Supreme Court justice. Who define pornography, but like, I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. I think we need to have a panel for what literally is entertainment, where you can say what you want about this, that, or the other, about The Daily Show. I have my problems with it, but it's like, okay, at least it's funny. It's got a lot of funny parts. There's funny people on it. What's the entertainment with Fox News? Is it like comedy, but you just hate like, it's a, it's if the there Tucker was like Carlson a, character development. It's the right. arc that we're really. <laughs> it, it, yeah, is Tucker Carlson like a stand-up like Hadian? Like I yeah. don't know what the comedian. <laughs> Put him on Comedy Central. How about that, Matt? We we Tucker Carlson yeah. has to be on Comedy Central for now on. That's the. Oh my god! What a there. sentence! What a sentence! His ratings would dip. Oh my God, Paramount His would be. Would Paramount would be like, hell yes, yay, Tucker. Can you say whatever you want. Made, Tucker Carlson could only air from Comedy Central's online platform. Then no one will ever have to see it ever again. They'd have to sit through seven. By the way, I love the idea of a judge making the decision that Tucker Carlson would have to hear on oh. Comedy Central's online platform. This, no. These are the kinds of things we yeah. need to hear more from judges about their programmatic uh, mm-hmm. solutions uh, to streaming content. Oh, yeah. um, I, I also want to point out one of the more hilarious things that that appeared in in these back and forths because there were back and forths about Sidney Powell, who was the lawyer that was peddling most of the claims, and they brought Sidney Powell on a lot, um, and they brought her on to Fox Business as well, uh, where Lou Dobbs and Maria Bartiromo have shows, and and the court filing showed that that Sidney Powell 
to show the proof of these voter fraud claims, she vo- she forwarded an email about the fraud to Bartiromo from a source, this w- who was this woman who claimed, among other things, that, quote, the wind tells me I'm a ghost was just <laughs> one of the things, one of her credits, basically, <laughs> for knowing about this voter fraud is that the wind tells me I'm a ghost. Anyways, so there was such an, and it, it, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, they, there's so, the word nut appears more than thrice, I think, in these filings because so many people talked about Sidney Powell being a nut, about the source being a nut. You know, the, the, these things appeared on so many text messages. Um, I'm also, are you guys surprised that they actually said all of these lies and text messages, that they actually said the truth in all these text messages. I mean, I'm afraid to set, you know, to speak ill of my dentist over a text message. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm surprised that this They're happened. still older. They're still older. I still think like younger people uh, mm-hmm. have experienced, you know, these leaks. I think we're all going to be more cautious. Leaks. I mean, thank God <laughs> Biden doesn't know how to text. I mean, we could be screwed if those were leaks. Oh, God, but yeah. like, there is... I mean, if if the Clint if if Bill Clinton could have texted back in the day, he would have been he would have been impeached day one. Disaster. Over, yeah, over. Just everything where it's like, look, we know about this, but we heard about the eighteen women you texted at a college you were just speaking at. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> they were just volunteers, Bill. Uh, I, I, but I, I, yeah, sorry, you were to say. No, no, no. I would I would say like John Marco is is younger than me. Clearly, you know, you can see by the gray in my beard, and he has none. Uh, but like. <laughs> It, it, I, I had this exact same thought my younger friend had because it's just this thing where I've sent an angry email and regretted it immediately. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, you could just find that. It's floating around. And yeah. to it his point, yeah, they're the old. World. They don't realize. And side note, you you mentioned uh, the, the wind tells me I'm a ghost as a credit. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I'm stealing that. So <laughs> you could have said uh, special on YouTube. He's been on Letterman. The wind tells him he's, wind a, tells ghost. Him he's a ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, please use that on your next next podcast. <laughs> I just love that so much. The um, wind tells me I want to say that, like, speaking of old, so Rupert Murtaugh took the stand, right? And he basically said, "Yes, we endorse this thing. Yes, we did. It was a lie, you know." And I was talking to a friend of mine, like, "Why would he do this?" And for a second, my interpretation of it was, "He's old." He's thinking on his legacy and he wants to make things right. I put a real sunny spin on what Mo- Rupert Murdoch was doing because he's basically saying we knew it was wrong and yet we endorsed it. Um, and it's wild. This man who's engineered so much of the political shenanigans in the United States and in Australia and in the UK, this man who's like, I mean, really one of the more just I'll just be nice and say distasteful forces in Amer- in, in American politics kind of just went out there and admitted to wrongdoing. Why did he do that? It is is and is it because he's looking down the barrel of legacy and wants to clean it up or is it something not as lovely as that? I I, I think he's got some old he's got some old rich friends and when when they're at their billionaire club where they hunt people for sport, yeah, some of them go, uh-huh. "That was distasteful what you did." And he goes, "You know what? I'll say I'm sorry." And he does it for his own little social circles, and he knows it won't affect anything. And uh, I don't think I don't think this is a I don't think he really cares about his legacy. I think he cares about whatever his other rich friends are, just so he can go to dinner without you know his friend's wife kind of giving him a side eye. 
That's all it is. That's that's all that's mm. that's his morality. Yeah. And I also think this is definitely like, you know, he's Logan Roy. He literally is Logan Roy. And right. Logan yes. Roy is based on him. So it's like at a certain point, Logan Roy always just goes, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah, I did it. Was wrong. And sue me. You know, <laughs> you want me to apologize? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like he he apologizes in the worst possible way that my wife does, where, you know, she'll just be like, like totally busted. She fucked up and she'll still just be like, all right, fine. I'm sorry. Can we let this go? Can we let this go? Fine. I'm sorry. Can we let this go? <laughs> you know, so it's on me. So it's so, suddenly you're the asshole for keeping it going. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're the asshole for existing in Rupert's uh, universe, basically. Where it's right, like, of course right. I'm doing these machinations. Look how much power I wield. Like, yeah. stop it. You're all ants, and I am the sun. <laughs> okay, yeah, can, can I we leave? move on? <laughs> yeah, can, we done? Can I get on my rocket now? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this has been a wild, um, Just a, it's just been a wild story of text messages and honesty, and it's just, it's been so interesting. Um, folks, uh, check out the various pieces online that show the text messages. <laughs> I don't know. I just found it. I found it oddly thrilling. Um, and, and tell me what you think. Oh, no, wait. I have one more question I'm dying to ask. Do you think this changes? Do you have anyone in your fo- family that watches Fox News? And does this change anything for them, do you think? That Fox News was lying to your face and they knew it. They were lying to your face for a long time. No, because they don't believe it. I mean, they don't they don't believe it. If they saw it, they wouldn't believe it. It's exaggerated. We just live in a world where it's very easy to dismiss what's the written word. And then we're getting to a place where with deep fakes, we're not even going to trust the the visual word. And, you know, you can just believe whatever you want at this point. So, no, not at all. Not at all. The only way they're going to change their mind is if the wind whispers to them that, uh, you know, (laughs) Tucker Carlson is full of shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I second that completely. I mean, the relatives I have that watch Fox, well, I, I will say uh, the relatives I have that are like conservative are conservative because they're deeply religious. And thankfully, they've been thoroughly embarrassed by the way the right has slid into utter madness and chicanery. You know, like they're already embarrassed by Trump. And then we got Marjorie now. And they're just like, I can't even. So if I bring it up, they're just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I know. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You know, so thankfully I have that. So it's kind of like they're the ones that are kind of, I don't know, uh, still on the the roses plank of wood from the shattered Titanic of the conservatism they, you know, missed. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, well, I, I, cause I know that Dominion, um, went through these same steps with, um, Newsmax and I think OAN or whatever, definitely, yeah, definitely, I think Newsmax and they actually ended up having, because they don't have the money to do the kind of same lawsuit or whatever the Fox News does, they actually like came to an agreement, which is that they would post an apology on their website. We were wrong. These claims were false. And so, again, I'm not sure, like, the website. That'll show them. That'll yeah. show them. Got them. I know. What, <laughs> what you know, what uh, literally was just talking to a friend of mine. In, in her dream was that Tucker Carlson is on air and direct to camera does a thing where, like, I was wrong. This, you know, I, I was wrong to put so much focus on this. It was a lie. I know it was a lie the whole time. You know, like, that could maybe have an impact you know? Yeah. I mean, it's sure. a dream. It's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. Possibly. It's a dream. It's a dream. 
<laughs> I will say, though, that there's literally nothing. There's no scenario. There used to be satisfying scenarios about 15 years ago where it's like, what if? What if we caught him on tape? They, they will always go, it's a deep fake. If, if he did what you said, they'd be like, they have his niece tied up in a basement with a gun pointed at her right now. And, you know, I, we don't know the situation. Right, They're forcing right. him to say this. You know, right, it's like, right, I, totally. it's always, there's always a... a a way yeah, out. I, it's yeah. always I'm rubber, your glue in no matter what it is. So that's back to John Marco's uh, first point he made on the show. There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, there but is. But there are moments of satisfaction and fun, yeah, I will yeah, say. Yeah, there and is. this is one. This, this is one. This is this one. Is, it's nice to see so much they are truth cold, out there. Busted. Right yeah, now. they're busted. They're <laughs> busted. Whatever happens, they're busted. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue chattering. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And we 
are back. And before we get into subject number two, I just want to let people know our big announcement here at Fake the Nation is that we are doing a succession recap pod as a bonus to Fake the Nation. So keep subscribing to this very channel um, because you will see uh, in your feed a succession recap bonus pod every week that succession is running. That is the hit HBO show. Um, We are going to get into it. Me and my co-host, Danielle Dershlag, who happens to be herself from a family that was in the 1%. So she is going to tell us why Cousin Greg uh, couldn't take that $5 million from Logan because $5 million isn't enough, really. When you're from a member of a family in the 1%, you understand these things. So Danielle is going to um, wealth-splain our way through the succession show um, while being hilarious and... uh, and yeah, so uh, lots of Shiv, lots of Logan, lots of Roman, lots of Kendall. And please call him Kendall when he's offset. Uh, and I'm very excited to do this. So the show premieres on March 26th. So you can listen to the first episode of our recap on March 27th. You will see uh, your recap pod here in the feed. Yay! All right, let's get into it with topic number two. We read a piece in Slate called The Case for Hanging Out by Dan Coyce, and he was prompted to write this piece because of what he calls a crisis brewing not only in middle-aged people like him, but his teenagers and college students he teaches. And the crisis is that they don't seem to fucking hang out and talk shit. Now, let's start right there. Have you noticed that this phenomenon do you feel that there is a crisis he calls uh hanging out the pinnacle of human interaction um do you see there there being a problem have we are we missing out on the pinnacle of human interaction i've noticed a problem with people not wanting to hang out with me since i was a little boy it's been going on for way too long i uh it's uh I feel like it's always been tough. I don't know, especially like uh, guys. I feel like uh, I'm sure it's hard for everyone, but I just feel like sometimes with other guys, it's just it's tough to get them on board to just chill. It's a tough proposition. Do you want to just spend time in a room together? Hear me complain about my divorced parents for a couple hours. Just smell each other. Maybe pat each other on the back. It's a tough sell. Uh, And 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 now people I live in New York. And if someone's in a different borough, they might as well be uh, in a different continent. It is like yeah. you're like, no, I Queens. You want me to go to Queens? Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, everything I've done, my therapy, we moved to Zoom for the pandemic. Even though I know it's not as good, I can't bring myself to go back in person. Zoom is so much easier. You, I was offered today to do this podcast in person. I said, get out of here. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? But I know it would have been better. It would have been better. Mm-hmm. But here we are. <laughs> So, yes, it's a problem. It's a crisis. I mean, thank God Zoom comedy sucked so bad. Sucks. Because yes. I think it would have, you know, if we had the capabilities to do VR comedy, I think companies would be like, oh, my, I can just go in that room. Can I tape it early? And, and you can put it up at 9 p.m. in the cellar. You know, uh, so I, I, I definitely I definitely agree. But it is, I think, just like stand-up comedy, you have to make the jump. You have to leave to get together. And what you do, it's it awesome. is aces. It's great to hang right? out. It's it's great it's to talk awesome. shit. Yeah, it's it's uh, all, all that is great. Just a bitch, whatever's going on. I mean, thank God for bars. I feel bad for people who don't drink sometimes. And also, like, you know, it's always tough that that's the one thing. You know, there's no... No, but I have there, to there's say... There's coffee I'm- shops, but at the same time, 
I'm you know. people who don't drink, and I go to bars all the time just to mm-hmm. like meet up with someone. It's sure. like it's fine. It doesn't bother me that I'm at a place where they're having, you know, like it's it's completely fine. It's like going to a coffee shop, except for it's night. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. I, you know, it's interesting. I have long felt that there is a, a crisis in in hanging out, and I sort of thought it was like just my age group and I thought it was just like parents and we're so busy and we have to pick up the kids and there's always the kids and the kids, the kids. But it it was sort of like heartening to see that it's not just my age group, but literally everyone in America. (laughs) There's a crisis in hanging out. And there were some statistics here to back that up. In 1990, 63% of Americans reported having five or more close friends, but in 2021, only 38% did. And last week on the show, we were talking about we had a segment on men whether or not they need um they need purpose more than they need respect whatever it was a weird argument we were having this conversation the conversation Whoa. turned into what that's, how much men deep. are having Jesus Christ I'm going down a rabbit <laughs> hole right now I'm like what do I need purpose or respect <laughs> yeah that just kicked my that, <laughs> I know sorry I feel <laughs> that like that just kicked my brain in the chest you're both immediately right. sweating <laughs> I know you're both immediately sweating Whoa. and I see that but in the process of talking about that we talked about um, men, men not getting laid. Uh, Joel Stein, who was on the show last week with Samantha Bee, um, talked about you know note that a lot of men in their twenties are like not getting laid as much as they used to, and and we we talked about whether or not that's a problem. And I really got on board with like people should get laid, like please get laid. And I actually got a listener um, email from someone in Montreal, a listener in Montreal, wonderful listener, um, who wrote, "Not everyone needs." Uh, or wants the same level of a sex life. And I believe friends are more important to keep a person sane. Um, and then they wrote, you know, some really nice things, but then they wrote, I, I sometimes find, uh, but I find you sometimes exasperating when it comes to the subject of sex because I'm so pro, like everyone bone. Um, now, when I saw this article, I was like, oh, yeah, I think part of the thing is I don't even necessarily need everyone to bone, though I'm still very pro bone. Um, I do, though, I think this this listener really brought it home to me. I do think it's more you can survive without sex, but I don't think you can survive without fucking hanging out with your friends. You know what I mean? And so to me, I, I it suddenly made clear like, oh, yeah, the crisis is really in in just in the hanging out in the friendship um you know what are the hallmarks of hanging out for you guys what does it look like honestly i think you just have to this this isn't a joke but just like you have to nurture your friendships you have to like <laughs> keep in touch with people why I does that make me want to laugh you're, you're being vulnerable on... please yeah whatever it does <laughs> whatever works uh, whatever gets you through the night, baby. Uh, you know, like I have people who I know are working on projects and I'm working on stuff. We will call each other on the phone. And the, even though everyone, for the most part, myself included, hates talking on the phone. Yeah, like, it doesn't oh, a, a break from something I should be working on? Yep. Sweet. Let's yeah. talk on the phone and bitch. You know, like I think that's the key. You have to understand that conversations with someone you genuinely are entertained by and, you know, your 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 friendships like nurture each other it it keeps it keeps life good it's a treat so you know hanging out with a bunch of them is a blast it's going to be rare it's going to be maybe five times a year when you have that real good hang you know that's not necessarily a party or whatever but you just it sucks but you have to make the effort it's long that's the it's long term versus short term like 
I think that's a problem, yeah. especially again to, to on, on guys where it's like you know I think a lot of guys would be like yeah I'm going to prioritize uh, sex because when I hang out with my friends I have way less orgasms consistently so it's like there's a right. degree not of as, not as many you're right it's not, not as, as many not as many at all it's just it's workman like literally yeah. yes yes and so so there's that I think like I I think I certainly see older men my father. And uh, uh, I experienced a, a, a degree to myself where you're like, it's, it is about an investment. And it's like, you can't quite tell how it's affecting you to not invest in your friendships until further down the line. And you go, wow, yeah. why, why is the sex not even doing the trick anymore? It's because you have no friends mm -hmm. to talk about how mediocre the, the sex, sex was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I also think, here's the thing, there's like a social anxiety that's developed over asking people to hang out. Uh, Matt, you mentioned calling someone on the phone. I had called, you guys know Jenna Friedman. She's been on the show many times. She's a wonderful comedian. Yes, of course. And yeah. since she's moved to Los Angeles, like we don't have as much contact. You know, but I had called her recently and I left a message and it was just like random point in the day. I called her and I was like, man, you know, what are the odds that she calls me back and I'm able to answer the phone? She, I was just leaving Gotham Comedy Club, had just done a set and I get a call. It's Jenna Freeman. And I, and I was so excited to answer the phone. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, and we kvetched for like 30, 40 minutes. It was fantastic. And I saw her baby. I mean, it was just... It, it was so lovely and it was, but it's, I, I had, you know, you, that most of the time my phone's going to ring, I'm not going to answer it. You know what I mean? Even if I can, cause there's a social anxiety that's developed around it. I think oh, yeah. around the phone, there's a social anxiety that's developed around just asking someone to hang out. Like I really want to, I'm trying to see all the Oscar nominated movies. And I just texted a, a friend who lives in the neighborhood and I was like, can you go see Tar at 1 p.m. today? <laughs> Turns oh, out God. they could. You know what I mean? Wow. And I was like shocked, by the way. And he's, he was like, this is the earliest I've seen a movie potentially in my entire life. Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'll do. I love a 1 p.m. Uh, screen, screening time. But um, like we went and saw Tar and it was great. And it was it's like you have to like get over the social anxieties, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what holds so many people back. Well, getting a phone call is pure anxiety. It's like a knock yeah. on the door in the middle of the night these days where you're like, what the, f what, who's lost? You know, what's, who's trying to murder me? You know, with a phone call and you know the name, I pick up and go like, all right, who died? Like, that's what it feels like to me. It's just like someone, I have to call you directly because there is terrible news. Like, I don't think someone's say, just going to call you randomly. Go on, sir. Again. If I was alone on a desert island, you could not get me to see Tar with an hour's notice. There's no chance. <laughs> that is that's got to be planned months. That's a lot. I wish I was like that. That's a huge commitment. <laughs> that's a, yeah. I I no, but I think you should. And I think you're speaking of of Jenna. I mean, Jenna has 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 a baby. When your friends have kids, you really uh, the kid serves as a reminder for like how long it's been since you hung out with your friend. Yeah. Because oh, you, yeah. you're like, you see the, you see them first, you see the baby. And then the next time you see your friend, their kid's going off to college and you go, holy shit, I Fuck. have not yeah. invested in this at, at all. It's been 18 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have friends, uh, one friend, it was, I thought it was very funny. He was like, he was like, I want to hang out, but it's better if you just, just hit me up like a little bit before you want to hang out like day of. 
which I was like, that's banana. Like that's you, crazy. Like he yeah. literally is like, I am in, incapable of making plans. So now I'm obsessed with like, you know, texting or calling at like 2 a.m. Just being like coffee. <laughs> and his, his phone buzzes and wakes him up. And he's like, dude, it's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the, the te- like another one of my friends who lives in the neighborhood, um, one of the things that really brought us closer together is I would just be like, um, I got to go to uh, Dwayne Reed which is our version of Walgreens. I got to go to Dwayne Reed. Uh, You want to come with me? So like our friendship was built around errands because it's so much more fun to go, you know, pick up your prescription from Dwayne Reed when you're with a friend and then you're also making jokes about the potato chip aisle. You know what I mean? So I feel like hanging out doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can just be that simple. No offense, but I... but your 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 friendship dates are are tough. It's either a trip to Walgreens <laughs> to pick up potato chips or seeing Tar at one p.m. <laughs> that's that's what's on offer yeah. here at Nagin Farsad Industries. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, this is why I think people get married at a certain age. You get you get married, so you just have someone who's legally required to spend time with you. That's kind of what I see marriage as. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I learned to not like abuse the the whole wake up and ask how you slept. Just don't, just don't, just get up, just get up and go about your morning, and then you'll find each other somewhere. One of you <laughs> will get the kid, you know. Like, don't do the whole hi, it's me. It's just like just float away like a goddamn ghost for a good twenty minutes. Let this person live. You know, I, I, th- I think I, that's a key to friendship too. That's so you know? funny. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's me. Uh, I How did you sleep? I'm, ah, I didn't realize I was alive yet. Would you shut up? Why are you talking? <laughs> the, the, the voice in my head that tells me I suck finally is quiet. And now you're talking to me? I don't Wait, okay. Right but see, this is the point in the conversation where I just feel like, are we just being old fogies who remember a time before the internet or whatever? Who remember what it's you know? Um, it it are we just being old or is or should like I don't know very many. I mean, my kid is you know is still very little, so she's not like fucking hanging out in the way that I would like to see her hang out in the future. Um, but you know this it, this article talked a lot about teenagers and college age students not hanging out and like. That to me sounds very depressing. Not that the way we did it was right, but like the way we did it was right, wasn't it? It's I I kind of love the fact that I'm like by I'm always going to feel like, "Hey, my era of childhood was better." And I I will <laughs> yeah. say that because there was there's no YouTube evidence of any of the BS I pulled. There's not yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no pictures, yeah, yeah. there's not, you know, and it's like I feel bad for these people, these people that are young now and not in a way that I'm judging. I'm just like, oh, my God, hang in there. I don't know how they do it kind of thing. But you kind of you have to recognize that you're always going to have your brain kind of stuck in that era when you were young and fresh, you know. So I I don't go like, didn't we have it better? In my mind, we probably did. I could be wrong. But I also want to say, like, I remember, like, in the 90s, and there was, like, a reality TV explosion, and I thought to myself, 
man, they had it better in the 60s or whatever. Like, I remember having, like, thoughts Mm. that I was not having the best, you know, teen years or the best tween years or whatever because of changes in in modern American society. So I feel like um, it's not just me thinking, oh, the 80s and 90s were, like, how you should live or whatever, you know? Technology has, like, some, like, it's cool for a second. It's short-term dopamine hits that feel exciting it's the same with video games it's exciting but i do think childhood was better when you had when you were forced to see each other in person i've never seen a gen z person smile in my entire life and i have two (laughs) siblings in gen z and they are miserable they're miserable my brother's only friend is reddit.com that's it and uh i i i I think i think it's going to be tough i think but i think it's all of us i think my dad is on tiktok more than i am Everyone is figuring out like how mm. to deal with this dopamine hit machine uh, and, and synthesizing the fact that it makes us feel sad later and disconnected later. So I don't know what to I do. I don't know. I honestly like the yeah. part of reading this story, which, by the way, um, the story was also inspired by a book called Hanging Out the Radical Power of Killing Time, um, where the writer Sheila Liming really devotes time and Matt you talked about this like you actually have to nurture friendships you actually and if you want to hang out and you want weird things to happen I mean those are I you know like I love um you know I we I went to a, a wedding and I ended up kind of stuck in Mexico City for a day with like five strangers me and my husband who were all at this wedding and then the five of us just like hung out in Mexico City together didn't know them. It was like the greatest hang of like the last three years because there was no like we didn't have a plan. We weren't supposed to really be there. Like no one knew what we were doing. We weren't going to go on some sort of like travel list of like what you see in Mexico City. We weren't there long enough. So it's just like we ended up sort of seeing nothing, talking so much shit um, and having, you know, and having bits. And it was like great. Um, And I think it's hard to kind of prioritize like that kind of those kind of serendipitous moments but I think there's you, you can and in that book I guess that she teaches you how to do that um, so I, I I think I don't know I would like to try and do more of it in general I'm just saying that I'm putting that out there to the world I, I have a, a two-year-old and I'm at the near the end of my 40s so I'm <laughs> very old like you know to, to to Gen Z I'm close to death I'm I'm, I'm knock 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 <laughs> store uh but it's like and I, I i own that but it's like i have so much perspective on that now where it's just like when i have a moment that is with my daughter or my wife or both you know or a good friend or something i'm just like this is the best you know what i mean i'm just yeah, gonna, yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah, swim yeah. in this moment because it won't be, it won't last but if you tell that to someone who's young they're like time doesn't run out stupid like what why would i care i'm gonna look at it because that's how i felt you just think you're always going to have as much time right. as you want. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I guess my, my point is you kind of have to look at <laughs> at life uh, like you're going to die soon. Yeah, That's a really right, effed never up thing forget to say. you're so, going to die. You know what I mean? On some <laughs> level, not not all right away. Don't be that a-hole that calls people and go, I want you to know what you mean to me. And you're like, right, oh, right. God, don't throw this on my shoulders right now. My my favorite time is is also spent with Matt's wife and kid. And yeah, we just they, have a really I mean, good time. It's weird That's that you're around, but I can, 
I think they're fantastic. Who am I to get in the way of your joy in there? Absolutely. And we we should all just be hanging out with Matt's (laughs) wife and kid. And that is the takeaway from this topic. All right, folks, uh, check out that piece. Let me know what you think. Let us move on to topic number three. We're dipping into the cultural bag, grab bag. And, okay, do you guys remember the phenomenon of quiet quitting? Well, we talked about it a lot during the height of the pandemic. Now there's a phenomenon called quiet hiring, where employers are basically moving current employees to new projects or jobs within the company on a temporary or permanent basis. Is this quiet hiring or quiet? You have no choicing. What did you what did you guys think of this phenomenon? And I got to tell you, I haven't had a real job in in my my whole life, so it's it's I'm not necessarily the most qualified. <laughs> to do. But I, uh-huh. I certainly I you know I, I've done my own version with the guy who captions my stand up videos, and then I say, hey, why don't you why don't you frame them up too? I think you'd be really good at that as well. <laughs> and then, you know what? Why don't you just write the material at this point? So I I uh, I, I understand. I think it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. You gotta you gotta uh, pay people accordingly. But, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 it's always good to mix it up a little. As long as you're paying, you just got to pay. That's, that's all yeah. I say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's the thing. It's like I, I've, uh, I've been doing this, you know, a couple decades now. And, and it's like, but I, I, did, have, I did have real jobs yeah. um, where, you know, with, with real paychecks and things. And it was like there's an agreed upon fee. And the people I worry about are people who kind of, you know, either freelance or they work several small jobs where there's negotiability, where it's like there will always be, as I've always put it, fuckery. There's always fuckery in the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in the business of fuckery now where there will always be something. And we're and we're getting more and more and more and more fuckery as as things go on. So with, we're getting more fuckacious, with, if you with will. With streaming, yes. With streaming and, and things like that, you know, you guys know about this when yeah. you enter into a contract where they're like, you have a project you created and they're like, okay, great. We want to own all the rights. And we're like, okay, nice try, but no, we're going to keep negotiating. Where it's kind of like, you know, people at other jobs, it was like, what if you dug five ditches for no money? And the person's like, no, I would like some money for two ditches. And the person's like, all right, fair. Four for, again, no money. Nope, we're going to go back. So it, there's always kind of that. And, and it, it really takes a, a, a resistance to, uh, you know, what is it called? Culturally homogeny. I think, no, um, hegemony, where it's basically oh, like... Hegemony, yeah. Hegemony! Hegemony is wrong. I should turn in my resume. <laughs> the, uh, it, it's the you know the the upper class the one percent wanting us to love the fact that we're working our balls off for little you know money so it's kind of like but that's our job that's what we do um i think we are at the apex apex of that uh post the industrial revolution it, it, without a doubt in my mind where people have five jobs and can barely hold it together and it's and you know we have you know, uh, last thing I'll say about this, but they keep building buildings that are half full, which to me is just money laundering because real estate prices really don't go down on that level. And it's just a way for you to let your money sit and you can then loan yourself money from that holding. And I know Rupert's going to murder me because I said this on uh, on a podcast people listen to, I believe, internationally. So goodbye, world. But, you know, it's it's. <laughs> You know, you you you, de- you Don't definitely. Don't worry, we'll make him you know, pay a small sta- fine for murdering you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Please, please uh, uh, take a sliver of his trillions uh, and remember me. 
Uh, but yeah, sorry. I, you you kind of punctured the water balloon. No, me, I know this that's... was a this is this this really got you going. I mean, it and it and it did remind me of the Office Space character where they're like, we're gonna move you into this room and then we're gonna move you into this room and he's like the stapler, <laughs> stapler. you know. Yeah. Um, and it because there is a little bit of like, there's something. It's funny because the article which was in the New York Post, so let's all relax. But like, the article kind of made it feel like this could be so grand and wonderful and um because it's like giving you new opportunities and maybe it is giving you new opportunities and the labor market is tight so obviously they're just it's it's out of necessity they don't have enough people to do all of the jobs Mm -hmm. so what they're doing is they're forcing one person to do more than one job and they're calling it you know and they're and they're just sort of sneaking it in um is what it looks like uh where the fuckery could potentially flourish um and and you just i think like the way we all have to be with with our miserable contracts, you have to constantly, I think, be vigilant and asking questions like, "Why am I doing this now?" or "What are the what are the what are the expectations?" and um, and so so yeah, so this let me know, folks, is quiet hiring happening to you? Um, we are also just going to quickly talk about in a related um, thread here in the cultural grab bag. We read about a woman who put her boyfriend on a performance review plan to save their relationship. <laughs> and I guess what do you what are your thoughts on the concept of a performance improvement plan? I mean, that's not what my girlfriend calls it, but it's the same thing. You know, <laughs> this is just this is just a, a, a technical term. Use whatever terms help. But we've all gotten performance reviews Better to get a performance review than an immediate termination. So I would say a, a good good on her for, you know, giving him a chance, just making it clear what's going on. Yeah, I, I anything spreadsheet I am uh, averse to, I, I hate. Um, but I would be fine if my wife created some sort of artistic Venn diagram that I could, you know, merge the circles. So yours is really about graphics at the end more, of the day. A little bit more right-brained, something okay. a little bit more uh, creative that I can uh, swim around in. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 think, I, think, <laughs> I think that's hilarious because I think if we broke down any kind of relationship in terms of one performance versus another, we would be savagely depressed beyond severely because once we, you start examining that stuff and not, okay, how do I feel right now? How do you feel right now? Are we good? Can we still stand each other? I mean, right. I, I, I talk about this in my act. I'm like, uh, love is not the apex. The apex is I can stand you. I can right. stand you when you're around. That if, if you can find that with someone, do not let go. Well, and just the, how she got there is she shared a note uh, with daily and weekly tasks that needed to be, that he needed to do. Okay. And the, a set of things that he needed to work on. Um, and it worked out really well. And they do like a weekly recap uh, relationship recap um, and they now this works out so well that they now use it on household chores which I sort of thought wasn't all about household chores oh. um, and anything that needs to be done she sort of adds it to the board I think I, I can imagine if you're dating someone for whom like tasks need to really be boiled down into discrete sets of bullet points like this would be great I mean, you know. Uh, sometimes you need it. Listen, I'd love to have a checklist. And when I do it all, I go, you see, you have to be happy now. I did all the things. <laughs> you, we, we have to be content now. We have to be in a good mood. I checked it yeah. all off. Sometimes yeah, you got to really break just... it down. Let me tell you, people criticizing this woman, I promise 
that if if we were to write down all the things she's doing for this guy, it's way more. This she is doing this as a last ditch attempt to make this yeah, guy I would agree with that. even barely functional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I when I when I heard about the the amount of uh of husbands and fathers. My my wife had a kid during the pandemic. Husbands and fathers during the pandemic who were still their job was gone and my job was gone. You know, your guys' jobs were gone. You know, so it's like we had no excuse but to help around the house. The amount of guys who would not pitch in with the kids because they're even though their job was gone, they're like, no, but that's not what I do. Like it was mind wrecking. Wild. To me. So Wild. I, 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 I 100% agree with John Marco that it's, this woman is just like, this is my last resort. This is all I have left, you know. Man, this makes me appreciate. This makes me appreciate my husband so much. And I I will say, I I don't believe this woman and uh, her uh, boyfriend or husband have a kid. I don't. No, because there's no way. There's no way that that beautiful barn they've built of checklists and helping each other. (laughs) A baby is a flaming torch thrown right through (laughs) the top barn window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nope, gone. They would throw that whole system away. Uh, folks, do you have a checklist? Do you have a system? Do you have a spreadsheet? Or is it a Venn diagram? How visually pleasing is it? I am all ears. I love to hear the, um, the organizational tools you have used to save your relationship. Oh my God, that is the end of the show. The two of you, so lovely. So funny. Thank you. So such great Thank chatters. Um, I would love for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all the wonderful things that you do. John Marco, where do they do that? Yes, find me everywhere. It's my full name, John Marco Cerezi, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of those things. And then listen to my podcast, The Downside with John Marco Cerezi. Oh my God. Follow him. Listen to the pod. Uh, you already love him, so it's not gonna be uh, a hard thing to do. All right, Matt Bronger. Where do they do? Where do they follow you? Uh, yeah, basically Matt Bronger. Same thing. My name uh, all over the uh, the map in terms of social media on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Bronger. So the at sign, then my last name, like my name Matt Bronger. It rhymes. Hey, I came up with that in 2009. Feels pale <laughs> now. Uh, and I have a special right now on YouTube you can watch for free called Doug, named after a terrible guy I met on vacation once. I mean, I uh, I can't wait to check it out. Uh, <laughs> folks, uh, you know where to find me and all of the things that I do. I just want to let everyone know, know that I will be um, stepping in for Peter Sagal. Wait, wait, don't tell me next week. So next week, if you're in Chicago, please come in. I'm going to be guest hosting the show. It would be so fantastic to see you in the audience. Um, I, but if you're not in Chicago, tune in. Um, and also, also on the History Channel Mondays for the next uh, four or five Mondays, I'm going to be, or Hulu the next day, I'm going to be on The Greatest of All Time with Peyton Manning. Um, so check that out, The Greatest of All Time with Peyton Manning on the History Channel or on Hulu. And uh, don't forget, we've got your Succession Recap Pod coming up um, when, you know, the day after Succession airs. And um, you can um, email us at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com with any ideas. I want to thank everyone who makes this show a possibility, our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Um, our theme music was written by Gabby Alter. Thanks to everyone at HeadGum for making the show a possibility. And, uh, oh, I, thanks to all of you for just being so wonderful. And um, we will be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum podcast.